Please be seated. The devil still gets a lot of airtime, thanks to our dear friends in the heavy metal community in Hollywood. And he does in Luke, too. In the Greek, in Luke, he's not all that dramatic, though. Luke calls him the diabolos, which is something entirely different from what we see uh, in depictions of the devil. No horns or pitchforks or cloven hooves. Diabolos just means slanderer or accuser. Or another way of putting it, liar. So his temptations can be called lies or accusations. Jesus' resisting of temptation it is a rejection of what we could call three big lies. The first of those three big lies. God, you give people bread and we can save them. In a more general sense, though, the lie is that any one thing will save us. And our one thing may not be bread, but it can be classics of money or power or pleasure or even other things like, like relationships or, or ideologies or even religion. The lie says that any one thing, other than the one most important thing, relationship with God, will sustain us. Jesus counters humanity cannot live by bread alone. But we all know this is true from a literal perspective, right? Metaphorically, it's even more true. We all know we have to feed more than our stomach. We have to feed more than our appetites in order to live and thrive spiritually. We need all kinds of food to survive and thrive on this earth. And the second lie, the accuser proposes that Jesus worship him, that Jesus worship a God other than the one God. And that worshiping this other God will be a sure route to power and authority and meaning. Worldly power itself will fulfill his purpose on earth, it implies. And the lie insists that, that we can place any other thing other than God on the altar of our lives and still be a person of substance and significance in the world. Jesus cannot worship a lie, though. Jesus says it is, it is not possible that worshiping the one God is all that he can do. And then the third lie, and I think in some ways this is probably the biggest. The third lie is that we can bid God to do whatever we ask. And the lie says quite plainly, that God's either going to be our butler or God's going to be our mercenary. That God's not a God of relationship and connection. If we can get God to do our bidding, this lie says, then we are God's ourselves. And we all are left to wonder, you know, Jesus could act like a God and call out angels Jesus could control the forces of nature as he does later in the gospel 
by recklessly defying even gravity itself and by throwing himself off of rooftops and maybe angels would catch him. But Jesus reminds the accuser in his resistance that he is human. He cannot successfully tempt God because God does not do humanity's bidding. He can't force God's hand because God is God. And like all of us, he is a human being. Jesus gives us hope here, though, because he responds to these arguments as a human being, doesn't he? As a person living in this world, there's nothing really all that ethereal or divine in his resistance. He, he simply argues with the devil. He, he informs him of the truth. He quotes scripture. He says one of the oldest things, uh, Hebrews, one of the, one of the most basic things uh, Jewish people say uh, about God. You know, hear the God, your Lord God, Israel, that your God is one. He resists the devil non-violently. His battle with the diabolos, the accuser, the liar, isn't won by lightning bolts coming out of his fingers or, or by cutting off the accuser's head with a, a sword of flames. He beats the accuser with his humanity, with a will similar to ours. And we see in this that that perhaps we too can have the agency and the will and the truth to resist these three big lies. During Lent, then, we have the opportunity to grow in our awareness of the power that these lies have over our lives. And perhaps in our, our disciplines that we practice during Lent, then we can fast, or, or, or better yet, we can disconnect from them. We can resist them or at least be more aware of their work and their destruction in the world and in our lives. We can ask ourselves some hard questions. What really feeds us? What is our food? Is it alcohol? Is it food? Is it work? Is it school? Is it achievement? How might we change our relationship to these things? How are we relating to God? Who is God to us? What are the unhealthy notions of the divine that we might carry around? And how might we try something different? Who are the gods that we worship to gain control and power over our lives and the lives of others? Who has control? Who has influence over us and our world? These three lies come down to this issue, don't they? Who is in ultimate control of the world? Whose world is this anyway, they make us ask. There's a, a film from South Africa that I bid you all to watch during Lent. It's on Netflix. It's called Son of Man. And it's set in the townships of South Africa. And it... And it makes Jesus out to be a young man who's born in poverty in the townships of South Africa. And the whole movie is in the language of Zosha. And the movie opens with Jesus out in the desert um, undergoing a tribal initiation. And he's covered in, in white clay. 
and he's got a toga around him, and he's sitting on top of a large sand dune, nearly a mountain. And this man's sitting next to him, and he's got a necklace made of bones, and he's got crazy dreadlocks, and he's got a big stick that's made out of the leg of an antelope, the devil. And this accuser, the devil, sits next to Jesus. And as he tempts him, Jesus just walks away from the first temptation. But at the last one, they sit together. And the devil whispers in his ear, I'll give you the world if you worship me. And Jesus grabs hold of the devil and he shoves him backwards in kind of a judo move. And the the devil tumbles down the sand dune and lands at the bottom of the sand dune covered in sand. And he looks up at Jesus And Jesus looks down at him and shakes his fist and says, This is my world. The accuser does stand all around us sometimes, it seems. We are offered daily, constantly, these three big lies. But we do have hope. And that hope is found in the coming Good Friday. And in the coming resurrection. And this hope says that the accuser has no power over us in the end. The hope says this is love's world. This is Jesus' world. Amen.